Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. We're not experts or an educational podcast. We're just a group of friends who like talking about sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and superhero movies. And we're back to the MCU for uh, our 20th episode in the franchise for the 20th movie in the franchise. Um, and we're doing Ant-Man and Wasp. Um, this is uh, was such a fun movie to see, especially after the very heavy Avengers Infinity War. It was a nice change of pace. Uh, those are the only two movies that are spoiled in this episode. So if you haven't seen any of the, either of those, you probably shouldn't be listening to this episode. I don't know why you would be in the first place. Anyway, uh, my name's Everett. Let's go join myself, Trent, Seth, and our local normie, Aaron, for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Enjoy the conversation. So, uh, <laughs> did you see uh, Kyle's message? The one about the 200th movie yeah. of the year? For the year. No, not his 200th movie for the year. His 200th movie that he's never seen before. Oh, that's crazy. And I don't think that's including... Like, Is that why he hasn't been doing any I don't podcasts? think that's including new releases. Oh. That's just like formerly released movies that he's never seen before. He's seen 200 he's already. He's spending all his time watching movies when he should be talking to us about movies. <laughs> right? He could cut that list in like... <laughs> he could cut 50 movies out of that list. And, and have been on every podcast yeah. <laughs> this year. Jeez Louise. Kyle, if you're listening, you need to get your priorities straight. And we straight. know you are. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you're like <laughs> our biggest fan now. No, so I went to the video store and I was wanting to watch... Mission Impossible 3 because that's mm-hmm. the next one in line for me to get ready to see the new one mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't they only had it on DVD so I was like eh, I'll probably rent it on Amazon but I went through their like two for a dollar section and there's like quite a few movies in there that I've never seen before that I want to so hmm. I'm coming after him oh yeah <laughs> I'm at 31 right now yeah. for the year so mm-hmm. here here I come Kyle I'm I'm really excited that we decided we're gonna do the animated Lord of the Rings oh yeah that'll be that'll I've be got fun. that on Blu-ray I'm so mm. excited but better than that we're finally gonna do your name hopefully in the future oh yeah that was a favorite of uh, last year Aaron correct? liked your name that's a good one yep yep I gotta put those Not off though cause I gotta catch good. Kyle Oh, yeah. I gotta only I gotta only watch movies I haven't seen before. <laughs> Boo. Boo. No, I did watch one though. I did watch one um a couple this week. Oh. I watched uh a movie called Shane, which I've seen parts of before. I have mm. lots of those when I was a kid I'd see parts of movies, especially like classic movies or westerns, and this is a western that's oh, like yeah, Oh, that's the movie in. we interrupted. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys did interrupt. You um, did. But uh it's like in the top 100 on the American Film Institute's list. Like oh. it's like number 41 or something. That is a classic, and finally got to see it all the way through. Did you it like really, it? It was really good. Mm. It was really good. It has the most annoying child actor I have ever seen in a film, though. Oh, other than that kid, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> Joey. Ah, Joey. <laughs> uh, other than that kid, it was a really good movie. Huh. I really liked it. I would love to uh, see it redone in an, an, a modern American setting. That'd be cool. Uh, there's, a, there's a few westerns I've never seen that I'd really like to watch. Every time I w- sit down and watch one, I enjoy myself. I recommend Unforgiven. Yeah, that's one that I've been wanting Clint to watch. Eastwood. 
Yeah, I want to watch some Clint Eastwood movies. But anyway, I watched Shane. It was really good. And then continuing on going through, because like I've said before, I've never seen any of the James Bond movies except for some of the newer New ones. ones. And then a f- a f- parts of the uh, classics. But so I'm, I've am i watched number three now, Goldfinger. Oh, that's classic. Yeah, never it was seen really, it, but... really good. Oh. Uh, there, the beginning was weird. Like it had some weird uh, effects. Huh. Where it's like sped up uh, effects, and you, and then you can see James Bond. He like has a a gun, and he shoots it at this wall. And I'm like, that's weird. And then all of a sudden, this rope flies next to the gun uh, over. It was a grappling hook, but it was just the goofiest effect because the rope. I don't know. You yeah. you don't see a grappling hook come out of the gun. You just see the rope go over. <laughs> it looks really silly, but hmm. anyway. Yep. I just want to hear him talk. Sean Connery. You get to see him talk. You get to see him throw some women around. I like that. Get to see wow. Him. <laughs> I just want to see Sean Connery do it. This is Connery the 60s. It. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> just want to see Sean Connery. Sean Connery do it. Um, And then uh, I did, I, did uh, I don't know why. This week I was just wanting something short and familiar. And so I went back and grabbed, pulled out my Little Mermaid uh, Blu-ray. Under the sea. I hadn't watched it. I, I realized watching it, I hadn't seen it since I was probably it's been probably a long time fifteen years or so, and I, I like it a lot more now. I, I mean, I didn't hate it when I was a kid or anything. Is it? It's like the beginning of that like platinum era Disney when they had like the really pristine musicals mm-hmm. that all went to Broadway after that. I'm sure yeah. it's not as good as Ponyo. Ponyo, Ponyo. <laughs> yeah, we all love Ponyo. For the listeners, Everett just gave a very uh, unenthusiastic uh, nah. Whereas uh, Aaron and I and Trent were all like, yeah, Ponyo. Ponyo. We're all dancing to the Ponyo song. We, uh, Aaron and I watched a movie. We did? I'll let her talk about it because it's one that she really, really liked. She doesn't even know. I don't remember. The Purge. <gasps> oh, right. Okay. I totally forgot. Uh, <laughs> is it the new one or the yeah. first one? Yes, the new one. Well, it's called The First Purge. Yeah. I've actually heard one. really good things about it, and now I'm actually interested. In I actually really, really, I, really I mean, love I that franchise. And spoiler. No. I don't need a no, spoiler. No, no, no. No I haven't seen it. What? No spoiler. No, just the very end. No. What we found out. You're going to spoil the end the... of the movie? <laughs> no. They're making it a 10-episode uh, oh. series on US. Well, I knew USA. this was already announced before the movie. Oh, was it? It was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But, yeah, because Matt talked about it on the podcast, I believe. Oh. Um, oh. must just zoned out while he talks. They announced it in the movie that they were making a series? Yeah, at the end of at it. The it end, was like a at stinger. the end of the credits. That's very meta. I it guess. is a little meta, isn't That's it? It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I thought I was cool. <laughs> I was like so excited. Little, it's not really a trailer. It's like a teaser. And then it's uh, at the end of the teaser. It's at 10 episodes, USA. The movie was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. So it's, good. They're not like my favorite movies ever, but <sighs> I enjoy them. And I like the social commentary that's involved with it and all that kind of stuff. And there's cheesiness involved with those movies. Absolutely. Oh, but no, they're no. not the kind that makes me uh, cringe. Yeah. They're kind of like fun. Smirk. Like kind of cringe. Yeah, yeah. Like there's some not, definitely not believable stuff in mm. it. You know, with some of the, uh, yeah. you got to watch it. I will say that like, I think it's fun. I'm in the mood for an action thriller. 
if I'm going to go to the theater right now to see one, it's probably going to be Sicario 2, not uh, the first Purge. Yeah. I like how none of them have, none of them have a, uh, a fresh uh, score fresh on either audience or critics, any of them. Huh. <laughs> but the lowest one is the original, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that one's actually my least favorite. This is the first one. I mean, I've only seen the first and the second one, and now this one, but I liked the second one a lot more than the first one. And this one was good. I don't know how I would rank it with the other two. I need to watch the third one, though. Hmm. Anarchy, I think, is what uh, it's called. No, you've no? seen that one. Oh. You haven't election seen Election Day. Day. That's it. Mm. I've seen Anarchy. So is that the only movie you guys watched? I what? don't remember. I, I I need to start, like, putting it in my phone. Mm. I have a long movie. list because I haven't been on the podcast in a while. You guys have had... You know, op- many opportunities. Oh, that's not the only one. What's the other one? We watched fireworks. That's right. That we, we should talk about that for a little bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so how did that We go? love G-Kids. They are a kind of independent animation distributor based in New York. Uh, they're currently, uh, they currently have the rights to the Ghibli catalog. So anytime there's a new Ghibli-related product, they're releasing it. But they also, I mean, they just have their toes in anime and lots of indie animation. They're constantly getting Oscar nominations. So I'm constantly seeing G-Kids, you know, theater releases. They have their whole Ghibli festival thing where they're every month they're doing a new Ghibli movie in theaters or whatever. But um, they also, they just do like pretty frequent just new movies in theaters. And I like to go catch them in their limited release. They just had a new one called Fireworks from, um, what was the studio? The studio that I've watched some television anime from. They're pretty good pretty well known march comes in like a lion yeah that, that's one anime they've done but anyway so we we sat down watched it very interesting that has a unique blend of like cgi and traditional animation pretty ambitious with its narrative themes but not so ambitious with its setting and tropes but ultimately it comes together as like an enjoyable time i I've, i actually have heard a decent amount of negativity about it um, for being maybe a little confusing or underwhelming in the character department. But hmm. I walked out of the theater and was yeah, pleased. Uh, yeah, both of us walked out of it having a good time. And we really liked the movie that was showcased afterwards. Yeah, the the next one they're doing is uh, called um, Night is Short Walk On or Walk On. I think it's Walk On Girl. Yeah, Night is Short Walk, I think walk so. On Girl. Uh, from Masaka, Masaki Yuasa. I might have gotten that name wrong, but he's done some pretty... Uh, pretty uh well-known anime stuff in the it past. It looks really funny. He's even done a he's uh animated a special episode of Adventure Time in the past. Mm-hmm. If you remember like a very pastel one, the one where they transform into cal- caterpillars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that one. So it's like very uh visceral and weird and trippy. It looks awesome. Yeah, so he that it looks, like it looks very funny, very fluid. Uh I've he, they just released one of his films not that long ago called Lou Over the Wall and had a lot of I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, so. I think most of the negative reviews I saw were saying because it was like I think it had like a fifty percent positive reviews. I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, and I think most of them were either saying it like lacked, it, it missed out on potential, like it had potential that it dropped basically. But I and then uh, it was sexist apparently. What mm. I, saw. I don't know about that. Mm. I didn't get any of those vibes. Well, it does I have a lot of that. it does have a lot of like boob jokes and stuff like that. That's pretty typical anime stuff sometimes. Like I don't even really remember. Oh, with the teacher. Yeah, they're you know, there trying to like determine the, about the teacher, the, the uh, bust size of the teacher. But I don't know if there was that. really. I don't remember any sexism. 
I mean, I wasn't looking for it. Yeah, I mean, it, but there's nothing that really stood out to me. Yeah, it's the damsel in distress kind of thing where the girl is looking for a guy to, you know, take her out of her bad situation and take her somewhere, you know, better. That's but I don't the, know if that was necessarily just a guy thing. I think she just didn't want to be alone. Right. Yeah. I but mean, it, you could view it that way. It never really said that yeah. she needed to rely. On I had someone. no problems really with the movie overall. The only issues I had were some some shoddy. CGI, you know, like every there's like and one then. scene, yeah, there's like a bicycle a scene scenes, that looked like, bad. Anytime they like swapped out the um, the character animation for CG to like cut costs or whatever, that's whenever it was drawing. Except for the train, the train looked good. I, th- I thought oh, it looked yeah. kind of well, artsy. Yeah, because like they were like shadows, like it wasn't actually yeah. them. Like, so it looks yeah. A lot of the animation was actually really good. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah, but it's also one of those things where like. Usually I buy all these like movies like because I like to show them to like my siblings, you know, my sisters like anime too for the most part. But I don't know if they'd like this one. Like that's one of those things where it's like I probably would buy it for myself, but I don't know if I if our sisters would like it. Yeah. Cuz it's so anime. It's very anime. It's really anime, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, but yeah, had a lot of good, good times. Uh if I were to continue with other films I've watched cuz I mean, okay. I I will sure. go in depth, but I've watched a lot. Um there was like one weekend where I just had like a whole day to myself. I watched three movie movies. I, I kicked it off with um, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore, the Netflix original. Classic. Yes. Instant classic. Yes. Need to watch it. It was very, very good. I had a great time with that. Yeah, when um, I saw that last year, I was like, that's for sure in my top 10. Really? But it was like January. <laughs> so yeah. everything else came out and pushed it out. Can I ask one question, though? Can I? I probably shouldn't spoil it. Don't yeah. spoil yeah, it because I it. still haven't seen it. I guess I'll have to ask you off the mic. But it's a great, great movie. Definitely recommend it. Then I watched the Captain Underpants animated movie that came out last mm-hmm. year. Also very good. Uh, so you saw it? Okay. Because mm-hmm. um, I read those books a lot when I was younger. You did. Yeah. Had some decent nostalgia factor I read some there. Too, though. But I'd also seen really good reviews about it just as an animated movie. I will say, though, that I was kind of underwhelmed because I found the second act like super slow like it's only like an hour mm. and 15 minutes but right. i still felt like it was going too long yeah i i saw when after watching it because i was trying to you know get to number 50 by the end of the year of 2017 movies and mm. so i got that one on blu-ray in the last week or so and i thought it was like okay it was good but yeah it wasn't like there was yeah. a lot of better animations that right. year i bet the animation quality and like a lot of the jokes are really good but mm-hmm. it's just pacing wise like basically they were trying to stretch uh you know something that's really consumable and short into uh, essentially it's the first issue but then made into mm, mm, kind of made into a weird a real world scenario it's interesting but yeah Yeah, i don't know decent i probably will never watch it again because it was kind of a (laughs) chore to watch but (laughs) third movie i capped it off with something i'd been meaning to watch for a long time dead poet society um i don't know how long that's been on netflix but it was there so i was like why not you know get this out of the it's been on for a while i can tell you because it's been in my list for a while because i've never watched it either (laughs) uh, probably and this is bold it's bold but it has to be my favorite movie no of his movies you has mean, to be who made it he's talking about the actor uh robin williams yes. yeah it's my favorite robin williams movie yeah he did wow, not make that is bold <laughs> it's bold that is very bold i really That's liked it I not, mean, I'm sure fa- that- not his performance but just my favorite movie that he's been in. been in okay mm-hmm. yes i'm yeah. sure a lot of people feel that yeah. way Okay. It's a very beloved movie. No, it's really good. good. And it has a lot to say about literature, has a lot to say about growing up. So it's a good combination of two things I really like, coming of age and literature. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was very pure. Like, it was one of those, like, 
you could tell it was like kind of a an older movie it just has there's something about these older movies that came out in like the 80s and 90s like they have a certain whole Feel. wholesomeness yeah that like movies don't nowadays we're more cynical i think today than uh at least filmmakers and stories storytellers were before like you're gonna see more like decrepit worlds like nowadays or like people that hate lives and themselves you know i guess i i can see what you're saying i think a lot of it most of that stuff now is comes from the indie studios because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. you also watched ladybird right yeah and i really liked that because i thought it was wholesome Mm-hmm. in a way and that's what i feel like and i i i you you immediately messaged in the group yeah. and said ever you really didn't like ladybird and i was i had to i have to explain myself i it was just literally every status i saw on facebook or every tweet i saw was like go see ladybird it'll it'll change your life or it was the perfect movie statements like this and so when i saw mm-hmm. the movie i'm like what is this gonna be how is it gonna change my life and then it was just a it was a fine mm-hmm. uh coming of age movie see i was lucky because i had you destroying all the hype oh, and then went in with you're welcome lowered expectations and found myself watching a really great coming of age movie i wouldn't even say it was just fine it was like stellar like i think in also for me it and i know she's supposed to give he, she's supposed to have room to grow through the movie but mm. it's just so f- hard for me to like her a lot of the time because i'm like you are the worst mm. i thought she was charming as like a you know i like a bratty teenage girl like yeah. i was okay with her being a bratty teenage girl i wasn't looking for her mm. to not be a brat by the end of the movie gotcha so. yeah i guess i'm too old i'm too old and <laughs> don't like <laughs> like i don't relate to, to her as a bratty yeah, teenage girl another. but it's one of those things where like still an interesting scenario i think that was another thing is that me and my parents always got along real well and uh (laughs) so a lot of people they were saying they they could relate Mm. really well and i think because they have issues with their parents Mm. and i never i couldn't relate to that i like uh, i I need to write my own my own coming of age movie and where i can relate to it because there's people like me that could probably join on i just i saw a lot of like my younger sister in that character in a way like not one for one but like there were things where it's like even if i couldn't necessarily relate like i still have mm, like a family member you recognized her yeah so like i could still see reality in in the frame you know like gotcha so there's still stuff to cling on to or to relate to so i really liked it and a very a lot funnier than i was expecting it to be so it wasn't like i was expecting a little, something a little more dour because it is an indie movie it's set in reality usually nowadays that's crushing and depressing but it was actually you know fun stuff i can cling on to is uh, star on. trek movies yeah oh uh, yeah is, <laughs> I saw that coming a mile away. away. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Wonderful. <laughs> Before you even finish Klingon. <laughs> uh, but I've seen a lot. I mean, I've been going to the theater a lot using that movie pass. Hey, me too. Yeah. Because I went the other day. Oh, see? yeah. Finally. I want to hear. I saw old <gasps> Pixar's newest <gasps> release. Oh, Incredibles 2. Huh? Incredibles 2. I did. I did. Incredibles too. Are it was great. Not yeah. gonna do a podcast over that. Uh, I mean, we could. We don't have anything planned for the next few weeks. Mm. Well, we should do your name instead and just talk about Incredibles two now. <laughs> oh, yeah, all I have to say is it was great. Yeah, it Go was, see wasn't it. it? It's one of it the, was really fun. Yeah, it's one of the best ones. The best sure. thing about I, it, and I, you go. On. I don't think it's better than the first necessarily because the I first was seen just the first in a while. So original, and because I mean that was at a point where superhero movies were still known as the original super Superman and the original Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we had X-Men and Spider-Man and uh, quite a few disappointments. So mm. it was, I think that was a very 
um, refreshing movie at the time and mm-hmm. still is. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, it, it definitely, it takes a lot of twists to it. And being 14 years later, it's definitely the most adult of all the Pixar movies. It is. Yeah. Uh, for me, the best thing about it was just like visually, it was stunning. Like, I had mm-hmm. heard a lot of compliments about Coco um, being, you know, the last one, like that right. being their most visually impressive so far. Just recently, we watched that with Seth and Aaron. And like, yeah, yeah we it's, talked about it's it. great. I prefer it on a narrative level, but I think the visuals are maybe a little too crowded. Like, there's not a lot to. With like, like all the digital light. Yeah. In it. Like, there's something. I don't know. It's not very organic. Like I, I think it's on purpose because it's yeah right naturally a, yeah it's not a supernatural an organic world. world yeah but there's something about incredible is that like the textures are really nice and the art design is you know very unique but uh, just the visual flair in general and I saw it in Grand Infinity 3D like Grand Infinity is a really nice uh, theater room in our area uh, practically similar to IMAX I would say in terms of screen size and audio quality and stuff. but i saw it um saw it in 3d so that i actually i'm i'm growing to appreciate 3d more and more watching it in that really nice theater because what it does is it helps the um the visual effects pop so it gives it more room to move around and it's a little more immersive too like i feel like i'm noticing less people when it, that are sitting around me uh when i'm watching it in 3d but so i saw it in 3d and that just really allowed the visuals to stand out uh one scene in particular with the motorcycle uh was particularly enthr- uh, enthralling oh yeah cool yeah. scene awesome yeah and just very inventive in terms of like the uh the animation techniques and the action and stuff like that so i liked it a lot i prefer it over coco on a i might too but i think it's also yeah, because it was a great coco. sequel oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah perfect sequel yeah it was a perfect sequel. Like I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the original in a while, but um, I definitely wasn't disappointed. So yeah, no, sure. and I, I stand by me putting it as number one on my box office. I think bets. I do too. I, I glimpsed box office mojo today, but just based on uh, trying to find a seat in the past few mm. weeks mm-hmm. to see it, it's it's doing the, well. Yeah, there's no way anything else is going to beat it. Uh, I think my number two is Deadpool 2, and I don't know if that was a good decision. <laughs> uh, hey, it, it'll it at least beat Solo. Solo. Yeah, yeah, which uh, was God. also my list, but it wasn't like super high up, but still, it's not going to yeah, kill my three. Oh, uh. yeah, I didn't think it was going to do that well. Uh, but I also based it off the fact that The Last Jedi didn't that disappointed and i wasn't too off with that but i still mm-hmm. just should have maybe made it a wild card <laughs> right it'll beat some stuff yeah it'll still be getting near 200 if not over yeah but as far as i can remember that's that's what i've seen <laughs> a lot that's a good list yeah there's some good movies in that list right not bad at all where's matt with his uh insults about jurassic park and uh Fuck him. And Wolf Cop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was the last uh, podcast uh, a trash fire? <laughs> it wasn't a trash. No, it was just this, through the whole series, he was here to just just drive these screws into our heads. Yeah. Constantly saying how everything's a better movie than Jurassic Park and whatnot. Mm. And I just, I'm surprised I didn't kill him. No, well, the last episode, we both kind of trashed him. Yeah. <laughs> we both threw some punches. I guess we did, yeah. I remember calling him out on something. <laughs> did you tell me now? Did you like Lost Kingdom? Yeah. You liked it? Yeah, we all I liked mean, it. I still, I, I wish it would have been better. Yeah, it could, it could have been better in some well, as As good as Jurassic World was, you know, but... Mm. Yeah, I wasn't able to make that podcast. It was my number three. I was. I went in with low expectations, and again, 
was surprisingly uh, pleased. Like, I, I walked out of the theater thinking, I just saw a great movie. It's like, definitely more fantastical than the rest, mm, but, yeah. well, besides, like, three. Yeah. Yeah. But still, really good. Yeah. I liked it. It's a fun time It's a fun theater. popcorn film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to take back You know really what else good. is a really no. fun popcorn film? Ant-Man. Mm. And... Ant-Man, yes. Yeah. That I loved Ant-Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 2014, <laughs> I went to see Ant-Man. Yeah. Hold on. I'm questioning myself. 2015, I mm. went to see Ant-Man. Yes, 2015. 15, yes. Just the most happy little little guy in the world. Yeah. Because like, I had been waiting for this movie since... 2008 I believe Wow They had announced Iron Man And mm-hmm. they said Eh we're gonna try some other stuff too We don't um, We're gonna make a couple others probably We might look into Thor Or uh, Captain America maybe But we, for sure we wanna do Ant-Man <laughs> That's funny That's That was the that. second one That was for sure gonna be made hmm. They even had test footage which made it into the the sequence, made it redone, but into mm. the first movie. That's cool. Um, where uh, he's like escaping the uh, tub cross. He's escaping uh, cross industries, oh, and he's yeah. he's small and he's running across the gun. Oh yeah, that was cool. They're shooting at him, um, and so that part was uh, one of the, they they hadn't made back in like two thousand eight. That's insane. And uh, just got put on ice for so long because with Edgar Wright on the project and they were fighting back and forth and then he got dropped and finally came <laughs> out in 2015 and I was so excited yeah uh and it could not have been any better well, my experience was I I think around that time was when my mind had begun to change about Marvel and I began to actually appreciate the movies and go to the theater to watch them and stuff um but with Ant-Man, I didn't know anything about him, and I was one of those people that was like, there's a superhero. An Ant-Man? That's, yeah, an Ant-Man. And <laughs> I, I didn't know, but then I knew Paul Rudd was going to be Ant-Man, and that excited me a little bit more because I knew he was really funny. And I think Trent and I went to the movie together. Was it just us? Uh, as far as I remember. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just us. It might And been. I was not on the Marvel train at this point. He, Trent was definitely not, but we went. Um, was this after Guardians? Yes. That's what I remember. This was the same year uh, um, Age, Age of Ultron? Ultron had come out. Yeah. Because I, re- I remember uh, that watching those movies kind of made me a little bit more on the Marvel train. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, I was really happy with Winter Soldier and right. all that. So we watched this and I was like, oh my God, this movie is fantastic. I was more lukewarm on it. Yeah, Joe was more lukewarm about it, but I thought it was really funny. And the story was fun, you know. Ant-Man was the movie that made me realize, and I know this is the end of Phase 2. This is the 12th movie, but it made me realize what the MCU was, what it was coming to be. Yeah. Because, I mean, when I saw Iron Man, there wasn't, this wasn't going to be a what it is now. It mm-hmm. was just Iron Man, and we've got some other movies we'd like to make as well. Um, and as before, Marvel Studios was its own entity, and Disney was... Uh, had bought it yet so uh all this stuff was to come and this for some reason this was the one i'm like wow it's all this own universe 
and we have these own superheroes with their own movies in it, like Guardians. Uh, yeah. But um, Guardians, I guess, for some reason, hadn't convinced me. And this this movie just it it made me that it it was my one of my favorite probably my favorite movie that year even even I think over Age of Ultron. Guardians just felt so separate from everything else, but this one, mm, yeah, Ant- right. Ant Man did it in a way of like it didn't feel forced, but like the Avengers were mentioned and then mm-hmm. he had that scene where he fought Falcon and that was really cool right. and it just felt so natural natural and felt so big at the same time while not being you know what I mean like no yeah for sure big yeah. but was actually small no yeah. pun intended yeah like they didn't try too hard it was just a little thing but it it made such a big impact right yeah well and we of course as as always now, I guess as always now, <laughs> as as often lately, uh, have our local normie to give a, a fresh perspective <laughs> on, oh, in, yes. into the into uh, the nerds and geeks ears that are listening. Erin uh, is here, and she had not been on the Marvel train at all, really, no. um, until Infinity War, right? Honestly, you had caught, you had caught yeah. a couple before then, right? Yeah, like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen all of the Iron Man movies, but... You've seen like one in three or the something. The Iron like Yeah. I can yeah. relate to Iron her Man's. on that point because my story's pretty similar. But mm-hmm. um, Ant-Man was okay. You just saw it for the first time this right, week, right? I did. And it did not blow me away. Well, there was also issues with our viewing Right. Where you had to split it up. Yeah. That's true. And then I rewatched it on Facebook because apparently you can do that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said that. And I was like, oh. Wait, like, hey, the illegal? quality was not bad, okay? Uh, illegally? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I didn't have to. It's just How on did you there. find it on there? Uh, well, I know, I've watched movies on there before. Like, people share them around. And so I just typed in Ant-Man she also 2015 full movie. Wow. <laughs> and then it popped up. That's huh, interesting. interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So she finished it that way. Yeah, that's not the way to finish a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least she did. Yeah, at least well, she watched well, it. Well, so, yeah, I, I didn't have my copy. It was loaned out, and uh, we were trying to watch it that day, and so I went and rented it. And the place I rented it from had three copies, and the copy I got had it skipped throughout, which I didn't know Blu-rays could do. I know. I've never had that problem before. It it's brought me back to watching um, rented DVDs. <laughs> See, but I'm not, like, a movie nerd like you guys, so mm-hmm. watching it on my phone, that doesn't bother me. Okay. And it didn't well, have to buffer or anything like that. It Everything loaded fine. Well, it was almost like watching it on Netflix or something. Did you enjoy it up to those points on well, when watching it? together um i mean it was okay it just Hmm. it didn't blow me away it was not i'm sure that's how i felt you know i think it's just the most mm, so phase one i've said this before phase one has one unique film and that's captain america the first avenger the Mm. arrest are superhero movies captain america the first avenger is a period piece phase two kicks off with iron man 3 which is like a uh I don't know, kind of like an 80s cop movie yeah. almost. Uh, then it goes to Thor, which is kind of sci-fi, fantasy, feely, but mostly follows the formula. Then mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, which we've got was... a spy thriller. Yeah, great movie. Awesome movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got Guardians of the Galaxy, this space opera. Yeah. 
what are you doing in our superhero movies, yeah. you crazy kooks? <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we have Age of Ultron, back to the formula, but it has its uh, has some horror feels, feels in there. Yeah. Um, and then we have a heist movie to yeah. tag off love, the phase two. I love the feeling of it. I love the soundtrack of it. Mm-hmm. I love the characters, too, especially Luis. He's always smiling. You know, and the way he tells the story. Man, Luis. Luis is one of the, probably the most likable Marvel character. (laughs) For sure. I mean, you can't hate the guy. He's just always so happy. Oh, Uh, and you know, I I want to look out for the rest of Michael Pena's uh, movies, because I think that has to be mostly him for at least the first one, because a lot of it's improvised with his stuff. Apparently in this one, he didn't get to improvise as much. But mm. I still think he's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The material's good. I can't wait to talk about him mm-hmm. with this movie because... Well, what do you want to talk about it? Uh, I mean, it, like, the charm was still there, like, so mm-hmm. heavy and amazing, you know? It didn't go away. And it, he became even more likable, I think, in this one, which I didn't think could even be possible. Like, especially the fact with, like, the truth serum thing when, like, he's actually in danger. Mm-hmm. And he's still just, <laughs> just like, smiling. smiling. You know, still it's there. so excited. The whole thing is just, you know, <laughs> it's nothing to him, I guess. No, yeah. yeah, the movie starts off with that charm you feel from Luis and the whole thing. Oh, uh, yeah. a- after we have our introduction thing, which kind of felt a little tacked on to me uh, with the background. Uh, Hank's telling Hope about uh, I think some what happened to Janet. Yeah, know, it was, it's probably, it. It, it was definitely necessary because it's been three years. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people didn't see it in the Trent theaters. needed it. Yeah. I didn't go back and rewatch the last one. So, I mean, like, even though I remembered basic plot points, like it was still nice to kick out the movie with, okay, here is a clear reminder of the things you probably need to keep in mind when you start this movie. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Um, but then we go to uh, Scott. Oh, yeah. At home. They're crawling through the tunnel. Make- makeshift mm. ant tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so fun. It's just, it. I want I want, I want. want him as my dad. I know. <laughs> like, it, you know he's under house arrest because, if, as long, I mean, if you watched Infinity War. Right. And it's just him still being, you know, his funny, charming, you know, old self. Still, and he's taking advantage of the fact that he could be a dad because mm. this is better than jail. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But it, it's just, it was so cute. Like, it, it was the perfect way to just re uh, bring back mm. Ant Man. Mm-hmm. No, and this is one thing. It's great that they uh, didn't put him in Infinity War because Infinity War. I mean, we everybody who's listening to this podcast has already seen it, no mm. doubt. Um, but there's just it would have ended a certain way for Ant Man and company, and so we wouldn't have gotten this story yeah, without right. that. Yeah, and so that sure. is. Uh, it's so weird to imagine the fact that this story is kind of going on at the same time that Infinity mm-hmm. War is going on. Right, and I guess there could be a gap I'll between a the yeah. end because of you'd imagine there'd be like news broadcasts about like aliens have touched down in New York, you right? Know? And they've also <laughs> created the quantum tunnel, uh, a smaller version that they fit into the back of Luis's van. Oh yeah, yeah. And so 
they had to have time to build that. Yeah. Oh, I guess maybe it was the same one. They just shrunk it. Well, I mean, they brought up the fact that he was in, uh, he was in house arrest. Yeah. In the movie, though. No, right. Infinity War. Yeah. So Uh, by that point, he was already out. So I. For some reason, I was starting to question the timeline as I was watching because I went into this movie expecting like kind of like some continuation of Infinity War, but like as it was going along, I was like, well, there's not really a lot of references so far. So I was starting to think, oh yeah, maybe this is before. Yeah, okay. before, and that was announced somewhere. I had read it. Which oh, it was announced the timeline mm-hmm. was. Yeah, I don't know where I read it, but uh, maybe it was Kevin Feige stated it or somewhere. Yeah. But either way, yeah, I had already known, which I wish I, I kind of wish I hadn't. But it was mm. kind of like I had to know because it was coming afterwards. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Right. What is- I went into this movie hyped because I wanted more details about Infinity War, or just something to continue that amazing mm-hmm. like kind of ending point i would have made the movie crazy if it was after yeah like, what is that really movie? scary yeah <laughs> uh matt kind of predicted this movie a little bit but what he had said and i think it was on the ant-man podcast is when he said it uh which matt if the listeners are just dropping in for the first time matt is our other uh brainy the brain of well the he's on, on, on almost every episode mm-hmm. usually and uh he joined us during our road to civil war and uh, had never seen ant-man and when he got to that one that became his favorite yeah <laughs> until seeing until he saw dr strange he had predicted that janet was gonna be the villain like they were gonna uh. find go to the quantum because that's how the movie ends is uh hank's like maybe it's possible mm-hmm. and so uh he was uh predicting that they go to the quantum realm bring her back and it's fucked up her brain because she's been there for so long and so she's going to be the villain hmm. but how is that right well they do bring her back is essentially also she's she yeah she says she's different and that it was just her brain yeah, was tampered with and it didn't change the fact of whether she was good or not right yeah she used it for good mm-hmm. <laughs> so i feel like i want to like kind of summarize here because obviously I didn't like the first one very much at least initially like if I were to go back and watch it again I'm curious how my opinion would change having now be- seen all the uh, Marvel films uh, I- yeah all of them yeah, so you've seen only seen it once yeah okay um, he didn't rewatch it but so my experience with a lot of the goofier Marvel movies in the past has been that they've always been inferior to the Marvel movies that are more balanced in terms of seriousness and laughs. So mm. Guardians is okay, but it's just so heavy on the jokes and I don't really find myself all that immersed in the drama that so it's always been kind of not my favorite. I felt similarly to Thor Ragnarok where I actually really enjoyed like the first Thor, not so much uh, Dark World, but I found Ragnarok so low stakes, like that I just was bored kind of. Like mm. it was funny, but like I didn't feel immersed in the situation or scenario at all. I didn't really care that uh, Midgard had been taken over. It was like, whatever. You know, they're just going to beat her not easily. Midgard. Not Midgard. Not Midgard. Asgard. Sorry, Asgard. My I, I was talking about Midgard today. I got yeah, you. Yeah, it's confusing to get all that stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but So I went into this movie being excited because, you know, Infinity War is so incredible, you know, in terms of raising the stakes to an incredible degree, like to a astounding degree, to a, like, sh- like ground-shattering degree, like to the point where now I feel, my like, literally, like, stressed every single time I, you know think about what could happen in a, a new Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that, that ended, I felt stressed going into this movie, thinking what could possibly happen. But it, not even just that looming over this movie. Like, there are stakes here, 
but it still manages to be you know fun and goofy like i still found myself immersed in the drama and in the action but was still able to laugh and have a great time like i, I laughed I, hard i feel I, like this one has I, but even though there are stakes it feels like the lowest stakes of the whole uh the whole uh, and that franchise probably says a lot about the direction because mm-hmm. no yeah th- there's something about the way that everything's presented that you never think the characters are safe mm-hmm. that's true because I like I mean for example Hank when he goes into the, the quantic realm or whatever it's called like I was concerned about whether or not he'd actually make it out yeah you know stuff like that like they're the, the, I felt stressed over these characters. I was, you know, stressed about his daughter potentially getting hurt by this mafia guy or whatever. Like, there was lots of like stuff to be worried about in this movie. While you were also smiling and laughing at how goofy everything. Yeah, else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. It's it's just interesting because there's not really. I guess you do. We have. Well, I wanted to say we do have uh, that character, which is uh, what's his name again, Sunny. Yeah. We have Sunny and we have Ghost. Mm-hmm. Are mm. the villains, but neither of them really feel like the movie's villain. Yeah. Like the, villains the villains are so impressive. The villain, essentially, to me, is the ticking clock. Yeah, because that's the mm-hmm. highest stake. Is that uh, we may not get to save Janet again for another decade, which mm. she says at the end. But we didn't know that. We just yeah. I was very impressed with the villains because I mean, for the longest time, Marvel villains have always been kind of like, uh, what would you say, expendable? Not anything to write home about. But, you know, with Thanos and maybe, if, like, the Winter Soldier or whatever, like, you had some kind of, like, standouts in a massive kind of forgettable villains. But there was something about the way the villains were presented in this one, where it's, like, not only do you have Ghost, who's very uh, understandable in terms of motivations, mm-hmm. but you also have this, this uh, what would you say, businessman, crook like, right, yeah, kind of guy. Who yeah. is easily hateable. Easily hateable, but also, like, charming in a way. Like, you kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you love to hate him. A southern charm. Yeah, yeah like... So, like, he was a fun villain, uh, but I really liked the, um, oh, obviously, spoilers, the um, the professor guy, the, the friend of Hank. Bill. Like, I really liked his role as, like, a villain, but not really, like, kind of like a, he holds a grudge, but he's not really, he, and they make sure to show you he has no real ill will towards harming others. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, he just kind of wants to He just Hank wants to back. help her. Yeah, he, oh, he wants to help ghost but he's also kind of willing to stab hank in the back like that's kind of the extent of his right because they do have it out for each other right neither of them like each other right and hank isn't exactly innocent either no so uh, fantastic villain writing like i'm so impressed with that there's a lot of different elements with this movie but it didn't feel busy it didn't feel busy it felt really fluid yeah like Mm -hmm. No I kidding. mean, really just sitting. Uh, that's why, I mean, like, the first thing I think of with this movie, and it's not like, I'm not writing it off because it's a, I think it's an amazing movie, but it's a fun movie. Mm. You know, like, I just sat back and laughed out loud, which is something, I mean, I can think a movie is really funny, but I won't laugh out loud. I'll laugh in my head, but it mm. doesn't, I mean, th- that's funny to me. It's hard to get me, like, loud laughing in a movie theater of all places and mm. there were several scenes that i was cracking up laughing yeah, yeah. especially with the um uh the russian kurt yeah with <laughs> baba yaga baba, baba yaga baba y- his prayer when uh ghost shows up is probably the funniest part of the movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> he is so funny uh but like i think that was one of the first scenes that i was like 
actually audibly laughing was the Baba Yaga stuff. Yeah, that's got like, like, like the, the Eastern European yeah. music yeah. playing too. There's a lot of different other scenes though too mm-hmm. that I was out loud laughing. Um, but there was also that tension like uh, there really was stakes mm-hmm. and the stuff and everything was just, it was so good. I don't want Aaron to turn to dust so maybe you should uh, throw some comments in there. Oh yeah. Well- uh, you basically said everything that I had to say about it just with more words. So. <laughs> no, so you did like it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it had the perfect amount of comedy. It had the perfect amount of suspense. The perfect amount of... Emotional depth. Of, I remember you talking yeah. about that. Yeah. And I... This uh, Ant Man and the Wasp is in my top three favorite movies of the year so far. Wow, wow. it might be my favorite of the year. Oh. It's up there with. I my mean, I really like movies. Infinity War too, but Infinity War is so heavy. Oh right, like it's not a fun movie like this one. I mean, it's cool, it's, it's great and amazing, but it's fun in a different way. I'm like watching it and just being it's stressful sad the whole oh, time. Yeah. yeah, whereas this one. There's like that stress, but not, it's not painful stress. It's fun mm-hmm. stress. It's not painful until it's the end. It's worry, <laughs> but like that's nice because, mm-hmm. you know, but like I'm watching it and I'm just smiling the whole time because it has mm. so much charm and so much lovable characters. There's, uh, there's another thing about this movie is like it's not just Ant-Man that you really like. And then there's the side characters that kind of build up the movie, but they're bland. Mm. Uh, this movie, the side characters are so really great amazing. Yeah. And the cast, yeah. No, I mean the cast of characters is what I meant. Yeah. Michael Douglas plays such a good, grumpy old man. Hmm. Right, which we kind of got in the last one. We but definitely got it. Essentially, but. he's he's the one, like, he's pushing for it. it essentially, it, he, they, they switch roles. Him and Hope switch roles. Yeah, Because she's do. the grumpy one in the last movie. Yeah. And, mm. then, and it, it didn't feel weird to me. No. I mean, Hope had a reason I mean, to be grumpy in in the first movie, and she didn't have a reason. Yeah, I to be think grumpy it was essentially because they kind of fell for each other in the last one, mm-hmm. and so she kind of has more grace for Scott. But yeah. for Hank, it's like a slap he, in the face. A slap in the face that he <laughs> stole the suit. Yeah, and plus Hope the whole time in the first movie is angry because she wants to be the one in the suit. Right. And this one, she is also she's <laughs> yeah, she's suit. fulfilled. We should yeah. talk about the wasp. I think a really cool hero and to to the point where i'd actually want to see like a movie all about her I yeah think, like i mean i love her with with scott I, uh, but she is a good enough character that if there was a movie with her right just her doing her thing i'd i know that i'd enjoy it the best thing about her in, in my opinion is that just watching her in motion is really thrilling like her action scenes were phenomenal i mean mm-hmm. pretty much all mm-hmm. the action scenes in the movie were phenomenal but they were like there's just something about the creativity of her maneuvering and no, her, yeah. like use of space. Oh, yeah, really I thought the action in the last movie was really good, uh, especially well. The most like uh, consuming stuff was the perspective. So going to down to seeing tiny Ant Man like running across the gun or running across the little model buildings while being shot at, mm-hmm. or the fight in uh, in the bedroom. Um, yeah, that one's that pretty Cassie's memorable. bedroom was like just phenomenal, and this mm-hmm. one it's like actual big size stuff is really like fun to watch. Like yeah, her, yeah. her taking on the guy, the the mm. the bodyguards in the hotel With was sunny, just yeah. awesome. <laughs> my my favorite use of the um, the shrinking and enlarging here is the car chases. Oh yeah, that was so impressive. That was a crazy yeah. scene. 
has to go down as one of the best car chases in, yeah. in oh, cinema yeah. history. It doesn't beat out Ready Player One's motorcycle scene, but it. it's, it's, it's up there. Also, one of my favorites, also in the Marvel Universe, is Nick Fury being chased oh, yeah, in the, the Winter Soldier car. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. That was, that was a stressful scene. Yeah, that's a good one. The, uh, that's another, more visceral. Yeah. Uh, you're right, though, with uh, the high-stakes feeling with this movie, because... I didn't know who was going to make it and who wasn't going to make it. In the movie. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and there wasn't any of that, but I was mm. never convinced. Never I didn't know, know if Hank would... I, I, I didn't know if he could die in I the kind of realm or not. I expected Bill Foster to die, actually. Because, uh, I don't know, I guess because he keeps... I mean, he's essentially fighting for Ghost at first, and then yeah. uh, he, like, changes... Is essentially changes his mind at the end. He's like, no, we, we, yeah, you know, he's I was right. thinking it could happen. We, we gotta do this a different way. And so I was like, she's gonna, kill she's gonna you, kill dude. him. Yeah, out of her anger of him not helping her anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, you know, I do remember being worried about that too. Which I, I read, uh, Lawrence Fishburne actually came to Marvel looking for a role. He's like, I want to play some, I want to do something for you. That's cool. But yeah, like, uh, you're right with the stakes. Like, I didn't, I was worried about Hank. I was worried about Bill. I was worried. Um, I was worried about Scott and the Wasp, too. I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Which I want to say, how do you make a punctuation mark just so criminally <laughs> evil? Yeah. Because, like, so so you, you see, I could say to Trent, hey, how are you? Question mark. Mm. Positive, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You doing well, Seth? Question mark. Mm. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, Aaron. See any good movies lately? Question mark. That's right. harmless. Right. right. Harmless. Ant Man right. and the Wasp will return. Question mark. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Fuck Ooh. you, Marvel. That ending, <laughs> okay, so we all had our theories of how it was going. Mm. That stinger. The stinger was going to be what? Right. Because had you had to I told War. you already what I knew about it was going to be before Infinity War and during or after. Yeah, I think so. That is what I had read. So I think we all knew that the Stinger was going to be Infinity War. Right, yeah, I went Based. in like pretty much the second the Stinger start, started, I got stressed out. No, <laughs> yeah. just same. I was yeah, like, I was well, like, actually, God. it was just they were, it was just uh, Hank and uh, Janet, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe this is them doing something, yeah. but then you hear Scott inside the van, I'm like, oh no, this is it, and so mm-hmm. like, my heart starts pounding yeah. and I'm sweating, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I actually, before the Stinger started, I, the, it like the credits got going, and I was about to lean over to Seth and I'm like, "How can they end it so funny and then yeah. throw us into whatever the stinger is going to do?" It ended like surprisingly light. I was thinking like you know something really dour would happen. I was like, "Oh, happy ending. Maybe I was but wrong." I thought for sure they would have at least made it Scott and Janet together. Yeah, that it that ending like we all had our <sighs> theories. I did not see that coming. That, coming. that was so much worse than anything because I had he's imagined. Stuck in the he's stuck in the realm. realm. Which is, it's awesome from a plot standpoint because it's like now you have a bunch of open doors about how, what they can do with that. I'm yeah. so mad though. because oh, I mean, I'm not because they blew my mind, mm-hmm. but I'm upset because how is he going to show up in Infinity War Park <laughs> or whatever it's going to be called? Right, I want to yeah. see him in that movie well, so I bad. I think he'll be central because if, you know, I... I think that's their key to potentially reversing stuff. Oh, right. Oh. Well, see, that was my question is it, so? if they – I feel bad for Janet. She she just now finally gets out of the quantum realm. Right. And now <laughs> she's <laughs> evaporated. Oops. Uh, so I was wondering, is the quantum realm within our universe that uh, that Thanos has snapped his fingers in, or is that like 
outside of his reach and so maybe she would have been fine if he if, if they hadn't drug her yeah, out yeah um so i'm just wondering if um like you, you're what you're saying is that a doorway into changing things right and uh, that's what i've seen other people theorizing on reddit is that there's actually a line kind of hidden in the movie they literally say that uh or hank says something about it having time changing possibilities or something uh <laughs> right well it's outside of time and space right. yeah. but um I what I had heard or seen theorized and what I thought would be horrible but also like kind of amazing if they did. I thought it would be that you'd see like his daughter. Yeah, that, I was <laughs> thinking it was going to be that. Which I, probably I happened didn't anyway. Like but that. It's like I was thinking we were going to get a really depressing scene God. with Scott and Cassie. Well, see, my I think it still happened even though they didn't show it because the final stinger is the shot of the house, you know, the ant playing the drums mm-hmm. and then like kind of the emergency signal on the television or whatever. If so say the snap has just happened and they're showing the house in that instant and you know you hear the sirens blaring or whatever clearly there's some chaos going on if if the daughter was still around and the the divorced wife right mm-hmm. Jim and Maggie. wouldn't they be calling the house <laughs> uh, maybe wouldn't it you, just depends I feel like if if they were I feel like if they were really wanting to immerse you in that what would make it even more eerie is if you had a, a phone going off or something and the fact that that's not con- I don't know there means that I think they're not around. That would have just I think that would have just distracted me because it was so like disturbing it, hearing uh, that ringing and seeing the lines on the TV. Oh, it was God. kind it of fun seeing so the ant play the drums though. But that was hilarious. <laughs> they at least gave us that. But, but yeah. God, it was. I I, well, I I imagine like so Maggie is uh, crying over Jim's ashes and Cassie's like, "Mommy, what happened?" or something like that. She's mm-hmm. not gonna call Scott. Uh, she's yeah. gonna like try to figure this out, call the police or something. Or maybe I Cassie's the Scott one that became the ashes. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was that was pretty brutal. I loved it. I, 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 and I it's was just, just it's it's surplanting the fact that like I appreciate what the MC does MCU does so much right now. Like, it's amazing. Like Infinity War, I could not have foreseen like how rev- I want to say revolutionary like. This, the the boldness of their decisions. Uh, they were a, bold, yeah. Like, I loved it so much. And you know, it was all uh, the writers and directors' choice. Like, mm. Marvel didn't have any. Like, they went to. Uh, so Kevin Feige went to um, uh, James Gunn. Mm. He went to James Gunn saying, "Hey, they're wanting to kill Gamora. Just so you know." He didn't even ask him. Just said, just so you know, they're going to kill Gamora. And he's like, okay. It's, <laughs> it's their so, movie. It's so incredible. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't, they're the least controlling studio in the world right now. And they're making the best, <laughs> the best blockbusters. It's, it's mm. amazing. And I, it's one of those things where I feel so immersed in the Marvel universe right now, where it's like this event has happened and I'm eagerly waiting day by day to see what could happen next. Yeah. yeah. I want to know. I'm really, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Almost like Captain America. Captain Marvel. Um, I mean, that's not going to play in. I don't think mm. that's going to end up playing in. No, it's in 94 or something yeah. like that. But, I mean, it will because clearly she's important. She's going to be a central, <laughs> yeah. central savior. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it was pretty clever of um, Disney, Marvel, whoever had the decision to release Ant-Man so soon after Infinity War because I was clamoring for more and I got more pretty soon. You know, Even if it was just the slightest thing, like just getting more of the universe as it is right now uh in the infinity war era like there's just something really satisfying about the marvel universe right now it worked for them because it 
uh, had a uh, 20, $20 million bigger opening than the first Ant-Man. Mm. Wow. The studio is just making more and more money on these. Yeah. I mean, Infinity War is still killing it. <laughs> That's insane. Great movie. It was, a, it was a great movie. I I really need to watch it again. I still have only seen it once. Aaron's seen it like three times. Wow. What? Infinity War. Oh yeah, that's in my top three as well. Yeah. Pretty incredible. So two of your top three are I've superhero seen it four movies. Four times actually. Four. Jesus. Yeah. She's part of that two billion dollars. She is. <laughs> yeah, this movie did not disappoint at all. I mean, I I had a feeling it was going to be good. I mean, I really enjoyed Ant Man though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I mean, as long as it would have been more of the same, I would have liked it. But this one definitely outdid Ant Man by uh, far. I'd probably say the same. I mean, I it's hard to compare the two, but they're different feeling movies. Yeah, it still feels you still feel the heist thing, but there's mm-hmm. also it's the cl- the ticking clock feels so real in this movie. Yeah, it does. Like you're, you're racing against it, and mm. yeah, it's it feel. I don't know. They they did a really good job at that. Mm-hmm. directing wise it was a lot of fun um so infinity war is really memorable uh, as a theater watching experience because i watched it opening night with a full you know it was a large theater you know room like full of diehard fans basically like and just being connected you know in that kind of communal like experience mm-hmm. it was so and en- fun you know uh didn't quite have that experience opening night this time saw it um a later showing 3d you went uh, to a Thursday preview, right? Thursday, yeah. Um, but you, I still ended up in, although a, a, a smaller audience, a lot of them were super fans. Um, so after, once you know the credits kicked off, and obviously they've seen that you know scene, like people that were sitting next to me, you know, just turned around like strangers. And this is the best thing is that you had one guy who was kind of very vocal during the movie, like clapping sometimes, kind of annoying. But ultimately, you know, like kind of providing that experience just on one person was clapping instead of like the whole audience right. or whatever. And he. He turned around, or like, or no, the guy who's sitting behind him, who's kind of like chuckling audibly, like during the movie, like kind of just like asked around. It was like, "Hey guys," he's like, "What do you, what do you guys think about that? That was insane." That's cool. Like, so like, there's this like weird community, and I'm sitting right next to him. I'm not too shy. I'm like just kind of like listening, because <laughs> I'm like, I'm a Marvel newbie. I can't really engage, but they're like, it, these strangers are connecting over this movie and like having fan theories and being like, "Oh, this is so incredible! I'm so excited! 2019 can't come soon enough." And there's just something That's- so heartwarming about kind of being around that. That's the good side of nerd culture. Yeah, is that connects. I mean, there's strangers. a dark, dark. Yeah, you don't you don't see that side very culture. often. Yeah, <laughs> no. that yeah, but that that is the nice, fun side right. of nerd mm-hmm. culture that uh, makes you want to actually go out and like talk to people. I mean, everybody likes to have friends that right. like the same stuff as you, so you can nerd well, out. Trent with them. leaned over and said, "Sorry, I got to save it for the podcast." Right, exactly. <laughs> see, yeah. No, what I did is I pulled out some Starburst and tapped him on the shoulder. And like, hey, <laughs> you like you like Starburst. <laughs> I was not on the podcast to tell my story, but at the Fallen Kingdom showing, they get some adult guys sitting next to me in the middle of the movie. Uh-oh. I'll pause. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> and, oh, it's Eric. Oh, fun. In the middle of the Fallen Kingdom showing, I was in they, some adult man sitting next to me, tapped me on the shoulder, and raised a box of Starburst to my face and asked me if I if I'd like some. He was like, "Hey, buddy." You like Starburst? Hey, buddy. I was incredibly creeped out. You want to buy some seats? I politely declined. I basically just waved him away. I'm, I'm known for doing that. Uh, and his wave. His <laughs> kingly yeah. wave to the peasants. Yeah, I felt uh, highly disturbed. But, yeah. If there's anything I've learned in my life, it's don't take candy from strangers. Right. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's true though i guess uh this podcast is what people did at the end of uh ant-man for you what do you mean it's just all of us getting oh, together yeah. and talking, talking about our yeah. theories and what we liked about the movies or right. just like this is the bright side of nerd culture the dark side are, is the uh, itunes uh, review section <laughs> itunes review section another, and reddit uh, <laughs> another hilarious time like so you know uh, uh, something i'm kind of in on now is that you know when you see the marvel movies in the theater you know obviously you stick around for the stingers so it was really funny to have like kind of a couple sitting to my left the second the movie was over just get up and leave and i could just sense the whole theater <laughs> turning their head. what the fuck are you doing what are you doing do you know nothing they missed the stinger there is actually this neckbeard sitting next to me um between neck me and beard. matt well yeah i don't i feel kind of bad for like stereotyping him but i mean he he looked the stereotype yeah. but he also like because i accidentally separated me and matt and oh, uh, uh he bought that seat and when we i sat down i was like sorry we're separated and he was like hey do you want to trade me to matt and matt was like no no i'm fine he's like are you sure and like, no no i'm fine so that was nice of him but still yeah. like he was like <laughs> obnoxiously eating his food loud at moments in the movie and then he he left like not even before the credits started like somebody came in the theater a, a, a woman i'm assuming his mom that he still lives in the basement of his <laughs> house wow with, yeah yeah uh, but came in and then it was like looking and he like waves <laughs> to her what? and twice and then he what? gets up he grabs his st- food and then leaves <laughs> and never came back that's right that was weird. <laughs> what the I hell guess he's gotta go i again. was wondering where he went yeah i didn't <laughs> notice i looked over and he was gone and i was like where'd neckbeard go that's <laughs> wow. bizarre <laughs> who could leave and they miss one of the most amazing parts of the movie yeah. by leaving before well, the singer yeah. amazing being heartbreaking is what right. you mean. I find that amazing <laughs> right the pain is uh, is beautiful I, s- I still haven't gotten over the emotion of Infinity War <laughs> I still have moments in my head of like yeah, playing it, back of like that movie finishing and children crying you know which is so funny because <laughs> it was so heartbreaking but for the most most for most for me most of the memory is the good stuff like i just really? remember the enjoyment i had oh yeah like i enjoyed it but it's just the whole time i'm watching the movie especially during the spider-man scene i'm, I'm just thinking like i just can't imagine being a kid watching this movie <laughs> and then when the movie ends there were literally kids crying right. again like getting out of the movie and just seeing the kid like bawling and stuff i'm like i feel mm. your pain <laughs> <laughs> me too i find yeah. myself thinking about this kind of stuff a lot because like right now we're at the, the point where you know, you have the um, adults that are talking about their childhoods. Like, we grew up with Star Wars, and this is our time, and all this stuff's getting rebooted. Like, I love to think about kids now, and the stuff they're watching now. Like, what's going to be their stuff? Well, you know, they have Marvel. they have mm-hmm. this planned until 2028. They've had it planned for, like, four years now. They've had it planned to mm. 2028, supposedly. It's, it's a rough draft. Right. But still, because they end up changing movies. I just can't and even imagine it ever ending. That's going to be the saddest day. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thought. Like it has to. I can't imagine it. What do you, but you have to end it because you can't just con- have this right. a, both story arcs. forty year con- continuity. Well, That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. story arcs is how they kind of balance this. And I, I've heard the uh, is that Feige talking about it around Infinity War. Uh, is that you see story arcs a lot in like running long running anime, for example? Like think of an example as One Piece that's been going on for a long time and has nearly a thousand episodes of the anime. How they keep it consumable is that they split up the stories, uh, so you have a story arc that has an ending 
and then the characters go on a new adventure. Right. So the like, end of this is the Infinity yeah. Stones. Yeah. That, that is our story. Yeah. Right. So I have a feeling, it seemed like he was hinting at like, the story they've been sending out for the longest time is coming to an end. And the new generation is going to be starting soon. Basically. Right. The new story arc. Yeah, that makes sense. We're just at 10 years, and so next year will be the 11th year, and that's when right. it will essentially end and restart yeah. a new story. So basically, mm-hmm. that will be a new start, uh, hopping on point for people that haven't gotten involved. And obviously, I'm sure there will still be callbacks and continuity. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to totally wipe the slate clean. But it's like, okay, well, you might have missed that whole story arc. They're all out on Blu-ray. You can watch them all. You know, you can stream them on our new Disney streaming service or whatever. Like, But we're starting something new go to the theater see him every you know uh, uh every th- four months or whatever like it's a smart business decision mm-hmm. and a necessary storytelling one if you're actually looking at telling a, a um satisfying narrative and narratives need to have an ending mm-hmm. oh, for true. sure true true so i'm excited mm. but i have no idea how it's gonna go yeah and that's the best part <laughs> It's true. This definitely scratched the itch that was left after the heavy ending of Infinity War. No, yeah, for sure. Like it keeps. It's definitely a movie that keeps me going. You know what I mean? I Uh, think that yeah, that that it feels intentional. (laughs) Yeah, it's like hey, Mm. here's some levity, guys. Yeah, this one's really fun. This will kind of cheer you up after that. I mean, even though we still got the sad. Yeah, just leave before the credits. Yeah, just leave before (laughs) the credits. Some people chose that decision. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they were smart. <laughs> they were. <laughs> They've been spared. <laughs> All the happiness that we felt was ripped apart. Oh, man. Yeah. Because it was really hard Except to. Except for the ant playing the drums. That, that kept us Well, even that, that nice. still felt down. <laughs> it's true. It, it, was, it was like a tone like, piece. <gasps> it was like a tone piece, basically, where it's like a clash, basically, of like, here's something really goofy set in a really dour uh, scenario. But yeah. so it, it was really tough for me to go home that night. And my younger sister was really excited to see the movie. Still hasn't seen it, actually. Oh, man. Actually, no. She's seeing it tonight. Uh, but she hadn't, you know, hadn't had the opportunity to see it when I got home. And she's like, so, how was it? Kind of, like, cautious, you know, not one to see my reaction. Because, obviously, she's aware Infinity War just happened. It's possible <laughs> that something could happen in this one. And I also, like, kind of told her I had theories. So, I just kind of look at her. And I'm like, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It's <laughs> close my door. I'm like, I can't tell her anymore. Because right. when I got home that night, my attitude was not, you know, laughing. Like, oh, all these jokes. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Please. Oh. <laughs> one, one more year. One year. <laughs> I can't get here sooner. Yeah. Oh, when, when, it, when is it coming out? What year is Infinity War Part 2? Whatever it's going to be called next year. It's, it should be next May. Oh, cool. Yeah, so there's Captain Marvel. It's not Marvel, that long of a wait. When yeah. is Captain, Captain Marvel coming out? March. Marvel March. Whoa. March, April, May. That means literally, like... That's yeah. going to be crazy. Yeah, back to back. And yeah. that's what they did with Black Panther. Unless it was sure. February. Yeah, I think it was March. That's crazy. But, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I did... I, I admit that I immediately asked Trent uh, what he thought. Of mm. So you went in with some expectations. I was just curious. I just wanted to know because I know Trent didn't like. I thought it did a good Ant-Man. job of keeping it. You did. I mean, you basically low. just said that you liked it more than the original, and that yeah. made me even more excited. Oh right, because we were about we were a day separate. Yeah, Trent watched mm-hmm. it Thursday. We watched it Friday. Yep. But so I, I, and I'd it, had time having to higher my, expectations yeah. for the movie didn't ruin it for me. Yeah. In fact, I mean, it completely paid off and yeah. and some. I was it, you just like I remember it. I don't know if it was I think it 
maybe it was yesterday or today i just remember you telling me you were right and i'm like it's so rare that i hear that <laughs> uh none of you were pure going into this were you what do you mean trailer pure i think i'd seen not at all i had seen a lot of trailers um, i'd seen one i think in a, in a way that was a detriment because they showed a lot of great jokes in trailers and a lot of great action scenes right yeah so, comedies are the worst yeah i had a yeah. lot of deja vu sometimes like uh especially i'm sad i had the um the uh, kindergartner joke spoiled the uh uh the what was it like uh did you have a good day at school oh and right. him asking if he had snacks or you whatever, want a juke, or what, juice, juice box, box like, or string cheese yeah. i didn't see that the i mean la- i that was <laughs> a really small teaser <laughs> that was the trailer. latest the latest trailer <laughs> oh okay. uh, and i saw that do you um, really have those yeah it, great yeah. joke but i laughed right. really hard at the trailer and right. did not laugh that hard in the movie because yeah. i had already heard the jokes yeah so. i laughed really hard in the movie i must have saw like a teaser what did you see aaron uh i literally just saw i'm sure that i saw a trailer from going to the movies but i didn't remember it at all and the only thing that i can remember seeing was something on facebook just like a few days ago before we saw it and it was like this small like 15 second thing where he was like you gave her wings and blasters blasters. you gave her wings and blasters and then he was like um, yep and then yeah. I don't know that's all I saw. Yeah, I mean So I, I nothing was really spoiled for me. I didn't yeah. have anything the, major um, and the, I don't remember it very yeah, well. The initial theatrical trailer wasn't that bad. It was pretty short. That's the, probably the, what I saw. The latest theatrical trailer they put out, like near the release, was pretty substantial. And that was one I probably would have been better off not seeing. Yeah, no, the only things I saw because I don't watch trailers, I uh I do often like look at the trailers while I have my headphones in in the theater. But so I had seen it start and saw Scott and Cassie sitting next to each other on the floor. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's in house arrest. That's how that movie's going to go is how my brain quickly put it together just by that one frame. Um, And so then I closed my eyes. And then I also saw a picture of when I was. So every time we do the box office bets, I like find a stock photo of people gambling and then put the characters of the movie's faces over it and so i found a ant-man and wasp photo of them like walking through the lab in their suits which i don't actually think was in the movie Mm -hmm. um but either way i knew that what their suits looked like and that there was going to be some type of lab but in my mind i thought they were going to be robbing a lab or something ultimately the trailers could have been a lot worse because i when i saw the movie it wasn't like oh i've heard all of these jokes like ultimately they're still I can't think of no. It's chock full. You can't put all. Yeah, those I can't. In I can't think of many jokes that were spilled by the trailer beyond the kindergartner one. A lot of it was more like focused on the wasp herself and her action scenes. That was right. more what they were promoting. Yeah, her, I do remember seeing some of her action scenes, but yeah, nothing that she was kind of the poster um, center. Like not literally, but I mean, like the trailer seemed to be showing off. We got this new character that's going to be interacting with Ant Man. Like awesome. That's character. that's what they seem to be selling, and that's what I picked up on. So. No, right, and we're pushing more diversity now. Uh, I mean, Wonder Woman is so big, and so it kind of made... And not that Marvel was afraid, because I don't think they were. They had already greenlit uh, Captain Marvel. Well, before this, they already did Jessica Jones, um, as well as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is more than half. Half the cast is female. Um, so I... But it's kind of just like this is... There's for sure going to be more. And they've uh, made a lot of su- success from having female-centered characters. Mm-hmm. Especially Jessica Jones. Why not? Yeah. Put her her out there. Put her in everything. So we we uh, capping this one off? Yeah. What's your favorite scene, Trenton? My favorite scene, huh? 
Let me think about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's kind of hard. Seth, you can say it, even though yours are probably going to be mine. Huh? Really? I would assume. Maybe not. I mean, I laugh the most at the Baba Yaga jokes. Mm. Um, for some reason, that resounded to me. <laughs> I love when she shows up finally and he screams, <laughs> Baba Yaga! Baba Yaga! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um ah, but then it can't be my favorite. It's just it's so funny. Uh Okay, then I'll say mine first. Say so you first. can't steal it. It's the truth serum scene. God. <laughs> I, I was will. thinking that too. <laughs> I love it's so funny. Well, you know, it starts. He it's subverted oh, expectations. First, he's they're going back and forth. That's truth serum. <laughs> and then he starts uh he he starts taking it and he's like, Oh god, this is truth serum. And the he starts doing the story yeah. thing and I'm like Oh no, they're uh, not going to do one of this repeat things, are they? Just because it was so it was good so in the first one. Excellent. But yeah, it was perfect because it's like he's only doing it because of the truth serum. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I love the payoff to the joke when the guy is like, "It is, it is truth serum." serum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I might um, pick Hank Pym going into um, oh no, I just. My, the like quantum realm quantum realm no the yeah. whole thing like it was fun it yeah. was phenomenal. awesome it was kind it of that amazing. like fantastical doctor strangey looking yeah. stuff and there's yeah. just so much stress behind it too like i didn't know if hank was gonna make it out i just i love the character i love the actor mm-hmm. um and it paid off really well like it ended up his being really ship cool. looked really cool it was it really did. well built it, it looked was, awesome yeah and then him actually finding her and she looked like a badass too she looked cool. Oh, yeah. I want to like, see her. Staff in, weapon. Yeah, her, I want to yeah. see that in action. Like, that was so cool looking. Mm-hmm. Hey, like, she had that weapon on her back, like a staff. She looked like Luke. Oh. When she showed up, I thought they were, like, starting to reveal it. Maybe she, like, turned evil or something. There was something kind of sinister. I know what you're talking about. I think it just looked, it looked like, like a weapon. it was, but it was her wing. She was had, her wing? She had two wings left. Oh. The okay. other two were broken off. It looked like a weapon. Yeah, it it like kind of did. When she first shows up in the hallway where he's he's seeing the his house. Yeah. Yeah. She still looked awesome, like, with the robe, the hood, and uh-huh. the helmet. And she just looked really cool. Oh, and I, I was trying to figure out her aging, how it works, because... I wasn't sure if she was – she for sure ages differently, but she had gray hair. But it's either they were trying to mess with the aging stuff or Michelle Pfeiffer just looks great for her age. <laughs> she she looked she – looked, she still looks awesome. She still looks great. <laughs> mm, I'm a big Michelle fan. Pfeiffer fan. <laughs> Favorite Catwoman. <laughs> like, the oh, catwoman. yeah. Um, Definitely the best Catwoman. Well, I'm struggling to think of one. I mean – you can say hers. Yeah, I mean, sure. Do you have one? Oh, uh, I love when Janet took over Scott's body. Oh my god! And oh. I, I know that scene. Like parts of it were supposed to be like heartwarming and serious, mm-hmm. but I could not take it seriously, and <laughs> it was I was so trying funny. so hard not to just start busting up laughing because everyone else was being so quiet, but I was dying. <laughs> on the no, yeah, there was definitely funny. There parts was laughter in my theater. Uh, yeah, he he did so well. Paul Rudd did so it well. It was so that. funny. <laughs> and then at the actor. end of it, when uh, he's holding hands with Hank and he's like yeah. <laughs> I like, very funny I like very the thought funny. of him like going back and watching all of her filmography <laughs> and yeah. like studying trying her, to get her the, mannerisms, her mannerisms. Yeah. yeah that's, that's funny I didn't even think about that but yeah that scene was so excellent really funny. that's good yeah. I mean it. so many good scenes in this movie oh yeah mm-hmm. like this was definitely like like I said one of the best movies I have seen all year yeah I, I loved it I honestly think the best movies I've seen this year are superhero movies because it was uh, Infinity War, this one, and Deadpool 2. 
I've got 22 on my list, so. Mm. Oh, see, my top three are um, Won't You Be My Neighbor, Infinity War, and then this one. Mm. I won't say which. I'm mm. saving that for the end Save of the year. For the <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, have an order, so. Mm. I guess we're halfway done, but. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, no kidding. That's kind of weird. Goes by so fast. Still some That's good fun. stuff to come. Yeah. Got that new Predator movie. <laughs> good stuff to come. I don't know. It, I don't know. Matt has high hopes for it, but. <laughs> uh, do you forget who's talking about here? I need you to reevaluate that <laughs> sentence. Yeah, yeah oh, that's a good man. point. This has been a Second Mob podcast. For more audio content or information on this podcast, please visit secondmob.com. Bada bing, bada boom. Woo!